I'm in a hurry. I've got a very important phone call to make. Hi guys, welcome to Locally Hated. I'm Keelan. I'm Jen. And we are your loyal hosts for the next hour-ish, let's Ooh. say. <laughs> we'll try to keep it to that. We'll try to keep it to that. I'm going to cut it to that. So. Yes. Yeah. Um, I am the owner of Realm, a little gift and lifestyle store here in Buffalo. I am the owner of Nickel City Wax and Wayne, which is a community art studio here in Buffalo as well. And we've been talking about starting a podcast for a minute. And so literally our entire friendship over the last year. Now. Yeah, for real. Like the first time we met, <laughs> we're super excited. If you're listening, if you're not, you can't hear this, so that's fine. Um, <laughs> but you will when <laughs> but you will one day. Um yeah. So welcome to Locally Hated. Um, I haven't decided what a good pitch is yet for it, but basically we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. And um, Jen and I are just kind of like your resident haters. And so <laughs> it's like, you know, we'll talk you through some different things that have happened this week um, and just in the world. And you can get our takes on it, whether you like it or not. So because <laughs> we are literally the most unapologetic women <laughs> on earth. <laughs> But we will say sorry all, like, all the time. The so time. that does make us apologetic. Then. <laughs> the most apologetic, unapologetic. I think I think you might say sorry more than I. Yeah, do. Yeah, it's called the trauma response. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. working on working on Keelan. Okay. She has a therapist, everybody. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yes. yeah. We're good. We're good. I love long form podcasts. I can't stand ones that are like 20, 20 30 minutes because I'm like I'm like, I'm no, no, no. Yeah, like, like I'm, I'm trying to keep this on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I also just, well, I think it also, maybe it has to do with the fact that, like, I really don't like small talk. And if, like, if you're going to get in a you conversation, really I really don't. I know, which is maybe why I'm like, <laughs> does this talk- translate into your dating life? Yeah, <gasps> I think it does. Absolutely. Because what do people talk about on first dates? Like, exactly. Like their hopes and dreams? Um, no. Yeah. Well, I don't know nowadays because, like, all right, so I'm on this Facebook group here in Buffalo, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's called Are We Dating the Same Guy? Oh, my God. Do you know what, what my, I'm talking about? Yeah, well, I don't want to join it. I just don't want to join yes, it. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Oh, it's so good. No, I really don't. My friend um, told me about it because he was, <laughs> he was like, called out on it. Oh, well, don't be ashamed. But also, but also, like, the... Okay, so here's here's where I take issue with it because I'm just gonna take issue with like everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Locally it's, hate it. I know, <laughs> but I just want to know like where people are deciding what they want to call a relationship or what they want to call dating because I do feel like for the like just as long as I've been on dating apps, which has been for like ten years now, there's so many different definitions of like how you could be seeing somebody. So it's like oh, you can be like they could be your boyfriend or they could be you know. Um, just someone you're seeing casually or it can be like, you know, I don't think people use the term like friends with benefits anymore, but like there's so many. That's a situationship. Honey. A situationship. That's, that's right. what my eight year old just told me. Oh my God. He's like, um. Is he in a situationship right now? He's not. Thank God. Okay. Because yeah. I asked him if he was hanging out with anybody, any new boys in his life. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, no. Because I was like, well, now that you're, you know. Mm-hmm hanging in there with us yeah <laughs> let us know what's going on I'm like any new crushes and you know any boys in your life and he's yeah like, no and I was like are you sure and he's like listen I'm not into situationships and <gasps> oh. I went okay what the hell I'm is not that? into situationships that's so interesting that like your kid is saying that though as if that's like kind of the baseline for a relationship which is at least in like my dating experience for the last I don't know six or seven years like that has been the majority of like my dating experiences for sure but yeah with this like group I don't want to join it mostly because like 
I know that anybody who I'm seeing at the moment, it's like pretty casual. Oh, you're single. Because I'm yeah, single. Yeah. Okay, now I get it. <laughs> and now. so anybody who I'm seeing, though, it's like in my book, it's like pretty casual. Like we might be like getting to know each other. And so I'm kind of like, if they're on that group, the only thing I guess that I would have to know is like if they're seeing somebody more seriously than me. But at the same time, like that's kind of how you date. It was started because they wanted women to have a platform to say this person's abusive or this person's oh, yeah. this or this, you know, like like in all seriousness. And now it's gotten to 40,000 members. They just put up like a, a post saying, hey, now that we're at 40K members, we're going to be extremely strict. No making fun of a dude. No, there's no unnecessary like discussion about their looks. This out of that, like they are like this was not started for this kind of shit. They're like this was started to alert women to predators, to abusers, so people could know like what the fuck was up. Did they change the name of the page at some point then? Because I feel like are we dating the same guy? Like doesn't allude to. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. 40,000 members, though. I saw something on somebody post about it on Reddit. It just shows like how connected the city is. And like, honestly, like one of the reasons why I moved away at first was because I was like, I can't stand that like everybody has like slept with everybody. At least like that was my scope at the time. And I think now that I'm older, like my scope has definitely like widened. But when you're like young and I was like going out on Allen a lot, it was just like the same group. And yeah the same people and it's funny because like like you and I there's like an age difference but like it was like I was like just like a couple years behind in terms of like oh it's another group that's just spending a lot of time oh, on yeah. Alan yeah. yeah no it's but we're just, all like now in the same yeah I was bubble. just gonna say at the end of the day it's like the same like stupid situations happening just different ages I know <laughs> it's, it's a generational trauma of Buffalo <laughs> It's true. But and like when you can, we break the cycle. You can find it by way of like Allen Street. Um and Chippewa. Yeah. And- Which like speaking of Allen Street, um selling it off. Yeah. Melting point just announced that they're closing. Everyone's cl- out. Well, the violence has been insane. Has the this is what I'm curious about because like I don't know, I don't really follow a lot of crime data. And maybe I should a little bit more, but it's just like not for as many statistics as I like to follow, like crime it's is not one. Literally, the worse? last rabbit hole I need to go down with every other rabbit hole I'm going <laughs> right. down, especially like in my own backyard. Yeah, I mean, like, is it worse than it's been in prior years? Yes, a hundred percent. When yeah. I started dating TJ, he was still working at Hardware, and it was like right before the pandemic hit, mm-hmm. and I hadn't been down there because I was avoiding my shitty ex for like mm-hmm. almost a year at that point, and he's a fucking Allen rat. Um, <laughs> And so I was like, I want nothing to do with having to run into that coke freak. Yeah. So um, <laughs> that cocaine bear, if that you will. Cocaine bear. Oh my <laughs> god, that is the perfect description of that man. <laughs> so this cocaine bear hung out down there all the fucking time, and like that was his goal in life was to be down there like four or five times a fucking week. But anyway, so I wanted to avoid that, you know, at Mm -hmm. all costs. And so when I started dating TJ. And when did you start dating TJ? uh, 2019. Oh, okay. Yeah, like right. Yeah, it was like December 2019. Yeah. And so I went down to like see him with a couple of girls from Daniela. Yeah. Holy shit. Like, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, like there was another. I mean, I I saw somebody had just fights 
Yeah, I think that night alone, that night alone, two fights broke out in hardware. And then later that night, I remember TJ coming home being like, yeah, there was a stabbing. Good thing you left. And I was like, oh, my God, the fuck. And like my best friend, Mike, um, he still lives, still lives in the same apartment, which used to be my sister's prior to him, (laughs) right across from the pink. It was his birthday the other day. And so we took him out for ice cream and, uh, you know, because we're in our 40s. Um, (laughs) The range of like when you eat ice cream is like two years to like like 14 and yeah. then it like changes again when it's uh-huh. like when you're old as fuck 38 yes. and up yes. and then there's like this range in the middle where you don't eat as much ice cream but then there's also the gi issues that go along with it and in yeah, your 40s girl gotta get that lactate <laughs> but he um so he was telling me he's like yeah i think i'm over it finally and i was like you think it's been 20 fucking years bro like, yeah. get the fuck out of there yeah also what are you doing with your life well i know Love that you, like, but the owner of jim stakeout is like threatening to pull that location which is kind of they crazy to think about they thousand percent should have done that 10 years ago yeah i mean he talks about how he finds i mean it's really sad honestly like he finds like syringes and and other you know items in um his in the bathrooms there all the time mm-hmm. But then also, like, further down the street, so if you go to, um, like, closer to Delaware, mm-hmm. um, that whole block, like, where you have, like, Coulter Bay, and then you have, yeah. like, you know, there are a couple of shops that have closed up because they've had, like, a significant number of, like, break-ins or people mm-hmm. have come in and, like, you know, at gunpoint stolen yeah. money. Um, and, I, like, you know, there's always the risk of like living in a city and like, you know, if you're around a lot of people, like crime rates are going to be higher in a city than they are in like a super, super rural town. Like that's just like how it goes. But I also kind of wonder like what the, um, like has anybody pinpointed a reason as to why crime rates have, have skyrocketed so much? I mean, I don't, you know what? They may have literally been the exact same. I've lived off Allen or in Allentown or like that area Mm -hmm. for what since I was 20 19 yeah and like I I really do think that when you're that young you're oblivious yeah I just don't think like I remember there was this homeless guy that used to hang out on the corner of my street I used to live on North Pearl and Mm -hmm. and Allen and every Wednesday when I would come home from dance rehearsals he would be waiting there kind of like he had just it was like our thing. And I would walk down to town with him and we would get bowls of soup together and I would get him like a meal on Wednesday yeah. nights. And Aww. like, I couldn't afford it, but yeah. I was like, I can afford it. You can't, Yeah, but I still can't afford it. And like my mom, when she found out about that, was like, what the fuck are you doing? That dude could murder your ass. You're getting home at like 10 o'clock at night. You're taking some random ass homeless man down to a restaurant and eating with him. She's like, what the fuck? And I was like, huh? Yeah. Never really thought about that. <laughs> I remember like cuz I lived um I lived on Ashland like behind Good Bar um and Coles like back in <laughs> proper good area. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember like when I lived there there was this person that would like cuz I had a front porch. It was like this really beautiful apartment like when they were affordable. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I had this like front porch and there would be a person that um, it happened like twice where this person like slept like on the front porch and like it obviously like freaked me out yeah and like I remember like one of the mornings like I slammed my hand on the window because like my bed was like kind of close to the window which I like is not a smart thing to do um, but back then you didn't think about it I didn't it. think about it no because like I like had just acquired my frontal lobe like that was new yeah. to me You're like Meh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and so I remember like slamming on the window and the person like got up and they were like 
you know, just in sweats and like ran. Like, mad at you. Yeah. Thanks for waking me up, bitch. <laughs> I know, really. But like I slammed on the window and then they like ran away. But it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I guess like that could have been a more problematic situation. But in but maybe not at the same time. Like that person could have been experiencing like some sort of like mental health crisis. Like and that doesn't always mean yeah. that they're going to be like violent or dangerous. And so so I don't really know. There's also a part of me that thinks that everything that's happening on Allen is also just being like overreported right now. Maybe. And like kind of what we were talking about earlier, like before we started recording is like that we pay a lot more attention to the 24 hour news cycle um, than we ever did. And so it's like, if you didn't, if you weren't seeing that, those reporting or like people telling you about it, like constantly or people being able to access you constantly so either they're texting yeah. you about it prior to like some types of or they're news just posting it on instagram or facebook right um but if you weren't like if you didn't have that kind of access and it was only like on the five o'clock news yeah you're not gonna know about it you're not even gonna like think about it that much you're just gonna be like oh, okay like it seems yeah but like i've hung out there like i mean i've gone down there even as a teenager because like my family hung out down there my uncles and shit and like I've never seen it this bad before. And mm -hmm. but then again, too, when you also think about how cities work in terms of so um I used to live above um a student when we were all students. Um one of the students that lived below me in one of my apartments, he was um a urban planning student at UB. Cool. And so to hear all this really cool like information about how like it it's all cycle, right? Mm -hmm. Like how we start at one point with our cities and we move out and then it moves back in. And it's like a oh. constant, it's almost like ever expanding and breathing. Like think about it as like a lung when you breathe in and out. And yeah. like that's how the population moves, right? Have we seen, like has that, because I've been thinking about, I mean, I think about urban planning a lot just because I'm interested in it. Um, but also like has that, has that like um, expansion and contraction happened in cities prior to kind of what we're experiencing yeah. now like where people because I feel like a lot of what we're experiencing right now and this doesn't just apply to Buffalo but um like white flight and mm -hmm. and like moving out into the suburbs and that kind of like urban sprawl um I think we pinpoint it to you know the mid and then expanding into the late 20th century but yeah I'm kind of curious because we didn't really see cities of the scale that we have now until like the 20th century yeah so, so I'm, yeah, I'm just kind of well, curious. So, they, so I'd have to look into it more. And again, like I'm about to be 40 and I was like, what, Liam was a baby. So I was 25, 26 years old when I was having this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> um, and more like they were one-sided him just telling me, and I was like, this is so cool. Keep talking. Cause it was cool to like hear about. Um, but also having lived in like New York and yeah. like shortly months at a time lived in bigger cities like Chicago and San Diego and stuff for work. Um, when I was doing like training projects and stuff. Um, but like it really, it, it tracked. I mean, it made sense anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe not it tracked, but it made sense in my brain at the time to think that like, especially with Buffalo being as segregated as it is right. still in this fucking day and age, <laughs> it's still as segregated as it is yeah. um, for a quote unquote city. Um, and I say that because I really just don't think that Buffalo's yeah, I know. It's like, I know. We're like a suburb of a city. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of interesting that you put it that way because there was just this LinkedIn post that I saw from this like local business owner. Um, it was like one of those 
long LinkedIn posts where they'll like have something like just one line at the top and you like you know that you have to like expand it to like read the whole goddamn thing. That's one of my least favorite like social trends and LinkedIn is just also hilarious, but that's a conversation for another time. But um, <laughs> this post in particular was like, like, what would you suggest to somebody who's like visiting Buffalo for a weekend? Like, what are the things that you would you would do? Like, here's my list. And so I like expanded it and I was like reading it and like 90 mm-hmm. percent of the things that he was suggesting were things that were outside of the city. And I was telling my sister earlier, I was like, that's like, to me, like when I was reading through that, I was like, that's the equivalent of being like, I'm going to go visit um, New York. But like, I really think you should check out this restaurant in Jersey. Like, (laughs) yeah, go to, yeah, exactly. You should check out like White Plains. Like, it's just like, it's like, White Plains. (laughs) But like, that's like how it reads to me. And like, you know, there's nothing, I also want to say that like, there's nothing really like wrong with like cool things existing in the suburbs. But I also think that like, like, I don't know, so much of Buffalo's culture just exists in the suburbs that it's like getting to the, to the point where it's kind of like, wh- like, why are we even calling ourselves Buffalo anymore? There's this town up in, um, or it's a city up in um, like northern Ontario, because um, I have a cabin up in Canada, about two and a half hours north of Toronto. And then if you drive another like hour ish north, you get to this city called Sudbury. And Sudbury used to just be called Sudbury, but then they decided within the last couple of years, like they voted on calling it like the greater, like greater Sudbury, basically, because a lot of the, um, the industry and then like population and everything. I mean, there's like the city, of course, but then they've expanded it to be like greater Sudbury instead. And it made me think about Buffalo. It made me think about a lot of other like cities that are continuing to kind of like I mean, suffer for lack of a better word from the sprawl um, and whether or not it just makes sense to like refer to like, you know, metropolitan areas or like in, I mean, even in Toronto's case, it's like the greater Toronto area, like um, the greater Los Angeles area. Like, yeah, I mean, these are terms that we use, but I feel like when you have these smaller cities of like Buffalo size or Cleveland or, um, you know, Rust Belt cities, Pittsburgh, Detroit, I mean, it really kind of takes away from the culture and the experience. And like, are we just holding on to too much to try and have like an urban center in an area where, um, where it's most of the people? It's a big suburb. Yeah, it's a big suburb. It's a bug, like, what's going on in Elmwood Village right now, or what has been going on? It's you know, I, I'm old, so you know. Stop calling yourself <laughs> yeah. old. Like. No, I love it because I'm going into a season of life that's so like educated now and mm-hmm. I know who the fuck I am. So I'm good. That's good. I'm very good with I'll 40. I'll get there one day. <laughs> I can't wait. 40 <laughs> is the new goddamn 30. Um, no, but when I first started like coming down here, when I first moved down here, it was, you know, from the suburbs. It was very much like I was held up at gunpoint multiple times right in front of Pano's mm-hmm. like because you know we would have dance rehearsal until 11 o'clock at night over at Buff State and then we would walk over to Pano's because it was 24-7 for a 222 you know yeah um you know I remember Pano's when it was just like a little diner oh, yeah and I loved it and I also remember how good their pancakes were and like when they did the renovation their pancakes stopped being as good <laughs> well IMO but Panoplex yeah we used to call it Panoplex <laughs> yeah that's really funny um, but yeah, so, but like, it was, you know, it was still considered like, quote unquote, sketchy and like, whatever. Yeah. And like, but I loved it. And it was, I had a, I had a fucking apartment on Elmwood 
there was seven of us living in a two bedroom. Oh my God. And I was the only female out of all these like little punk dudes. And they made the kitchen my bedroom, which was incredible. They were so sweet and nice. Um, but we all paid like That's very less like Cinderella ask. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Or not Cinderella, sorry, Snow White. Very oh, Snow yes, White. Yes, yes. I was and like, I they were... was thinking of Gus Gus the Mouse and Cinderella. I was like, oh. I know a dude that was literally Gus Gus. Oh my god. No, very Snow White esque. And they were also just like, okay, she gets to live in the kitchen. The woman yeah. lives in the kitchen. <laughs> I really did make really good meals. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it was we paid less than a hundred dollars each to live. I mean, it was yeah. so cheap. And now you'd be lucky to get a one bedroom for eleven hundred. You know, know, and like all yeah. of the, you know, bigger buildings that are like, right. And like, I get it. Like, cause I'm on both sides of the fence in terms of like, okay, if you want something to get better, you have to invest money and you have mm-hmm. to, you know, put the money into it and you have to spend money and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, it's just Williamsville in the Buffalo zip club, uh, zip code. Oh, on Elmwood zip now. Club. Zip Ooh, club. Yeah. Zip club. <laughs> but yeah, on, yeah. on Elmwood now it's become, um, it really. I mean, I described it the other day as milk toast, which I know is like a very unpopular because I know, like again, like Elmwood is still the main drag. shopping strip, the main drag, yeah, the main shopping strip in the city, and like there's a- also a lot of really great stuff on Elmwood. Yeah. Um, but I think that like some of the businesses that have opened in the last couple of years, yeah, with Elmwood though, I mean, like there's a lot of really great stuff stuff on the strip, but then like Taste of Siam is closing. I know. And- I know. I'm so sad. And um, yeah, like I said, melting points closing. Like, I don't really know. It's also just like a tough time of year in general. Like January through March. March is tough. And I think also what I find interesting, though, is like if people are making enough money that they can afford the rent hikes that have happened in the city of Buffalo, then like that's awesome. But like if you're deciding to live in certain areas, like you have to make sure if you want to have like a vibrant invest community, you have it. to make sure that you're like spending money yes, in the community. Yeah. In the community. But then it's also hard because if wages aren't increasing alongside like the rent hikes, then people, even if they are choosing to live in a certain area, most of their money is gonna end up going to rent. And so then I mean, this just comes down I mean, oh my God, we're talking about capitalism already, but it's just like this comes <laughs> down to like the difficult um it's this difficult push and pull between like if we want the economy to be successful, then a lot of it relies on consumer spending. But that also places a lot of responsibility on just like the average person to make sure that they're like, like propping up their their businesses or their local businesses. And nowadays you're having local businesses that have to compete with with companies like Amazon. Oh, absolutely. Um, or not even companies like Amazon. Amazon, because there's no other company like Amazon. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that's like, that's a lot of, that's a lot of responsibility on on just like the average consumer. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just it's like I f- I hear my parents coming out in me <laughs> when I start talking about this shit and I'm like, "Oh, it sucks." Cuz it's so funny because they also when they were, you know, in their 30s and I would hear them talk, they yeah. weren't who they are now in their 60s and 70s, right? Like they voted for and Trump so we're oh. not gonna go there we won't even get to do it but, <laughs> we're not doing that today but, yeah but you know what I mean and like in a million years I never thought that they you know who they were yeah back when I was a teenager and they were in their 30s and 40s thinking that right that they would vote for someone like that they were very much different but the same but anyway and so here I am I'm like oh my god I can't believe them and now I'm like oh my god I can't believe myself yeah but it's like I'm a mom 
and I'm a business owner mm -hmm. and I also still work a full-time day job. Right. And now I have staff at my business on top of everything else. And I'm just like all these things coming into play. And now I'm like, oh God, we're having a podcast where we talk about capitalism yeah. and money, <laughs> but also coming from, you know, someone who was just like on tour with bands and working for Hard Rock Cafe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they were their late teens, early 20s. But it's just, yeah, no, I hear my my parents now coming out of my mouth and if my dad ever hears this, he's going to start laughing hysterically and be like, ah, you admitted it. <laughs> you, you admitted it. But it's just like, I'm so worried about things like investing back in your into yeah. your community who are political leaders who's you know for us or against us and who's setting us up to fail and who's setting us up for success and yeah. what, and I'm just like oh gross but also I'm an adult now <laughs> yeah and so I, I mean it does like with increased responsibility it does really change your perspective from like a fiscal standpoint yeah. absolutely when I see the amount of responsibility and expectations that gets placed on on business owners um, part of that is because like, if you're a business owner, like you have to know that that's going to be an expectation. Yeah. But I also think that like the, the expectations that are placed on business owners, um, are kind of insane mm -hmm. to like turn the small business owners specifically to turn the tides yeah. and small business owners are held to a different standard than that of like, you know, a large corporation because it's kind of easier to like you know, point fingers are like cancel yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. like someone who owns a small business. And I mean, a lot of that just has to do with the fact that like people feel out of control in their daily lives in a lot of cases. And like political efficacy has decreased in the last 50 years. And this kind of ties into like the book that I have been like, you know, periodically writing. Nobody needs to hear about the book that I'm writing because every time I go to explain it, I'm just like, this is going to be like an hour long conversation of me talking about consumer behavior. And people are just going to be like, don't you want to talk about cocaine bear? <laughs> which we're about to <laughs> which, get into. Yeah, which I will happily talk Not about. Not my ex, bear. the actual movie, <laughs> Cocaine Bear. The fuck? Yeah. I mean, what are your takes on it? Because I did pull up the trailer. Well, here's the thing. But... I'm very open with my kids about stuff, right? Like, mm -hmm. but like, Still to a point, like I'm not the, you know, the free range mom in the sense that where I'm just like letting them see things without any explanation. Yeah. And, and just real quick for those who don't yeah. know, Cocaine Bear is this new movie mm. that came out that is loosely, loosely, loosely based on a true story of this bear <laughs> who ate cocaine, who like I, I have yet to like read the actual story behind it. But my sister did tell me today that um the bear that this was apparently based off of like ate the cocaine and then like almost immediately died. So I would oh. say that this is like, again, very sad, but also loosely based off of this yeah. bear that ate cocaine. Well, it's like a dude, where's my car for like a bear and cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it <laughs> just, it castle. came out this, you know, it's, it's in theaters now from universal pictures. Um, I mean, the, the title says it all. And I mean, really and truly the title says it. Yeah. All. And I can't tell if it's just like a satire or not. And if it's a satire, it may be one of the greatest things ever made. But I think that that's like, <laughs> like just, what's your take on it? My take is when my eight-year-old is coming home and talking about cocaine, I'm not Ooh, happy. Yeah. And I said, I'm sorry, what? And like, that's the thing is like, yeah, they're going to be introduced to things. They're going to whatever. Great. Mm -hmm. Like I have some pretty open kids. We talk about everything. Am I the best parent on earth? Probably fucking not. I swear a lot. My side business, the charcoal addicts, <laughs> is literally 
cunt mugs. Like, yeah. <laughs> and my, my youngest child helps me come up with the sayings for that. But we have like conversations and parameters mm-hmm. and like boundaries. And, you know, so like we are open to a certain extent about topics of things, right? Yeah. That, you know, but when my eight-year-old is coming home and he's like, oh, can we go see Cocaine Bear? I'm like, do you even oh know what God. cocaine is? Was the first thing that blurted out of my mouth. I just, I didn't even think about it. I was like, do you even know what cocaine is? He's yeah. Like, yeah, it's a drug, mom. And I'm like, but I don't want you to know that at this age. Right. Like, you yeah. are supposed to be an eight-year-old. When I was eight, I, well, okay, but that's due to my family. I knew what cocaine was. Yes. <laughs> but this is, but this, to your point, though, this but is like, the, totally the type of movie that, like, like, it's a would, regular commercial. Yeah, it's a regular commercial. And then also it would, like, totally be spread around, like, middle school. Like, yes. this is probably just, like, ripping through middle, oh, middle school. Absolutely. Yeah, But it's a normal-ass commercial. Like, we're watching Hulu, and the advertisement for freaking Cocaine Bear comes up. That's so surprising. I wonder like, what the targeting the parameters fuck? are on that. But that's what I'm saying. I'm like, so that means four-year-olds are seeing this. That means three-year-olds are seeing it. That means, like, really young kids. What are, are the shows ex- that you're watching, like, when Cocaine Bear commercials are coming out? Bob's Burgers, which is, yeah. yeah which but, is, like, but at the same time, it's kind of, like. But I can still have conversations around that with my eight-year-old. But I'm just, like, them. you're watching this coked-out bear. yeah ravage these people at a state park. Yeah. I think that's always something that I've been curious about, too, with, like, like how things get rated in America. There was this movie, this like documentary that I remember watching back when I was in high school and it was about the rating system in America. And also just how like America just has like a very like puritanical culture, but how it's like strange that something that has like, let's say like full frontal nudity will get an X rating in some cases or just like an R rating because it just depends quicker than like someone getting their head chopped off. Just saying. Yeah. Which like, no way, shape, or form am I a prude or am I someone who is, like, you know, sheltered or conservative when it comes to that kind of shit. But, yeah. like, tell me you're from America without telling me you're from America. Yeah. <laughs> I created Cocaine Bear. <laughs> like, the fuck? I know, but, again, there's, like, a part of me that really – because, again, I haven't seen it. Neither but of us have seen it. But like, yeah. I want to see it to see – We like, have to see it and report back now. But also – don't have these like mainstream commercials for it that mm. children can see if they're hanging out with their parents watching something on Fox. The kids are going to find out though. Four-year-olds? Yeah. Well, I mean the kids, I well yeah, maybe You know, I'm four-year-olds. going to daycare and I'm like discussing cocaine with my, you know. Well, I don't know. <laughs> but I, I mean like yeah, I feel like it would just go around anyway because you don't have as many controls over what your kids are just seeing on the internet or like yeah. what their friends are seeing. But that's always been the case. It's like but you don't know what kid is going to bring up. I talk to my kids about yeah. literally everything. Yeah, literally everything. Because at the end of the day, they are they have the ability to be so exposed. Mm-hmm. No matter how much like quote unquote control you put on their screen time and their YouTube this and their freaking streaming this and that like. They're going to have a friend whose parents don't give a shit. Right. Right? And yeah. I might be considered one of those parents because I am still pretty open and free about things. Like, right? But I still have my limits. And right. then there's parents out that have there even fewer cast ones. me that have even fewer limits, mm-hmm. which I'm not judging. Like, do your thing, raise your kids, whatever. Yeah. But like... So it's just, you know, it's it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. And like, I just didn't yeah. think I was going to have to be happy. Like, Liam is... 14. So having the conversation at 12, 
even 11 with him about drugs and consent and all mm -hmm. that, I think that's appropriate. Yeah. You're getting to an age where you're starting to go through like prepubescent. Yeah. And you're about curious. To, yeah. Mm -hmm. You're starting to talk to girls or boys or whatever, you know, person you're interested in, whoever they may be. You're starting to get into all these situations now younger and younger in this, you know, day and age. But I was not expecting to have to talk to my eight-year-old about cocaine. That. <laughs> but he already fucking knew what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I feel like it's also kind of, yeah, to take it back to the movie, th this one person I know, the only person I know who, like, has seen the movie so far posted about it um and i messaged them and i was just like no like no you did not see this movie and they replied like after they saw it and they were like yeah it's like good like it was actually really funny well, great and so but i'm wondering though that's why i'm kind of curious about it because i'm like okay if it's a satire then then okay that's fine love a good satire but figure out the advertising figure out the advertising figure and also advertising. like kids a lot of kids um, don't at that point have the level of discernment necessary to differentiate it they between don't. like a satire and other. Actually, a lot of like grown ass adults don't have the I was discernment. Just <laughs> yeah. say. A lot of adults don't have the discernment. Yeah. To and and then I don't know for a situation like that. It just here's the thing. Long story short, looks like a shitty movie. Yes. Um, do I want to see it? Yeah, it caught my interest. Would I consider that to be a, a successful advertising campaign? Absolutely. I think <laughs> I it's, it's existing. It's existing somewhere in the zeitgeist in some type of way where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to end up watching this movie for sure. Well, I'm going to have to. I also have the worst taste in movies, so I'm probably going to love it. Why do you say that? Because, like, and like if. We're not if, there in our friendship yet. Well, if anyone, well, because if anyone knows me, and you know this about me, that my favorite movies are Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah the eye roll. Yes. <laughs> no, not the eye roll. Yes. No, I'm just yeah. saying like, yes, I, yeah, I yeah. do remember you talking about Yeah. That. And I think that like, yeah, I just, so, I mean, okay. I feel like my, my taste in movies is like, it's either like A24, like the, like the most, yeah, like just kind of hipster bullshit you've ever seen and i'm like this is high art and then it's just like i'm like no i love pirates of the caribbean like if anybody sits down and watches like god bless any any guy that i've ever dated that i've been like do you want to watch pirates of the caribbean and they're just like yeah sure why not like innocent innocently going into it and i'm just like sit your butt down and then i get to quote for the next like two and a half hours like All enjoy enjoy matey no everything i know i know every single line from the entire movie and then we can discuss the cinematography in pirates of the caribbean dead man's <laughs> chest and then i can talk to you about the lore in pirates of the caribbean at world's end and i could go on but i won't <laughs> i could have like an entire like episode about I was gonna say, there's gonna be pirates of the caribbean <laughs> patreon where you get yeah. these extras from keelan oh my god yeah like if anybody <laughs> let me know if anybody oh wants oh uh, like you know me to put like a commentary up for pirates of the caribbean movies um, i would do it yes yeah. i'm the first one to say yes to that please <laughs> yes please. so bad yeah no i don't yeah. know man i just like again maybe that's my parents coming out in me now like i don't need my eight-year-old knowing about cocaine yeah i think like, it's just like as simple fucking as that draw and build legos and like go hang out with your friends and like do shit that's like kid shit yeah like we are just making kids adults way too fast i feel like that's always been the sentiment though i feel like yeah. people have been saying Every that generation. Like, generation yeah. after generation for yes. years and i like... get that but i don't know man when like that's i i think no it's disturbing yes, like yes and no like 
Yes and no. Yeah. I, I feel like in the last 20 to 30 years, there's been a humongous shift in terms of what we have available at our fingertips and the type of shit we're consuming. Yeah. Like I think actually just to speak from like the advertising perspective on it, because that seems to be where the majority of your complaint lies is that yeah. like this doesn't have to do with the fact that there is a movie about uh like a coked out bear <laughs> like that's not like your complaint <laughs> yeah. um which is my complaint that this even exists to begin with but like that's just because i'm you know that's just because i like to complain but but um i think like your main concern is the fact that like the advertising parameters just aren't really dialed in. And so it's like, it's, you're able to access it. And like something that like advertisers could do, but they're not doing it is like, you can set like on, on Google and Facebook slash Instagram for sure, or, or meta, if you will, um, yeah. you can set like different times where your ads run. Mm-hmm. And so like, if I, let's say I'm managing the cocaine bear, um, ad campaign like universal from universal pictures i'm managing their um campaign for cocaine bear then like yeah i guess like i could be like okay i'm only gonna run these ads between like you know for prime time hours and maybe from like let's say 8 p.m until midnight and then i'm gonna stop running them then and then i can run them the next day there's still a chance that kids could come across that if like they're on their phones or something but and also like if they open up like a feed that hasn't been refreshed it could exist there you know at some point there's always it's not foolproof but it's also like that used to exist like the different timing part of media buying like used to exist like just for television or still does i should say yeah. exist for television because think about like how if you stayed up really late and you're like USA watching all night. exactly so like you the later you get like sometimes the, the commercials get a little, they get a little kinky. Gets. they get a little kinky and so yeah i mean Oh, <laughs> I'm just thinking about all of like the amazing infomercials that I watched right? over the years. But the also Magic Bullet, like shout out Magic Bullet infomercial. <laughs> yeah, so that's and that's on Cocaine Bear. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. No, and like the thing is, it's like again, I do need to see it. I'm definitely one of those people that's like, I don't like to have an opinion about things without actually experiencing it or seeing yeah. it myself or listening or whatever, right? Totally. But from what I have seen so far or at least the marketing part of it, I'm just like, yo, y'all are fucking up. <laughs> y'all are fucking. And that's coming from a woman who owns a company that makes cunt mugs. Okay? <laughs> y'all are fucking up. <laughs> yeah. On that note, I think we're going to wrap up. Yeah. Yeah, I let's know. wrap up. This has gone beyond our hour. But um, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, this has been a blast and we don't have a schedule yet, but we'll figure it out. And, um, yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Let's see what the hell happens when we edit this shit. Yeah. For real. <laughs> Cocaine bear. Bye. Bye. <laughs>